back in January, I started, and I, and I, I went back to Genesis, and I was talking about the beginning, and I even kind of touched on this in Christianity 101, why God created you. The fact that God created us because God loves us, God wants us, God wanted a relationship with us. So we talked about marriage, we talked about the role of a man and role of a woman, just kind of getting back for the fact of what God had envisioned for us. We get way off track. So I wanted to kind of refocus. Month of February, we, we kind of took it and talking about to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. You talk about ha- having a passion for God. And, and it bothers me that a lot of people, they go to church, boy, they'll, they'll even give it an offering, but everything hurts. Everything is work. It's like you talk about tithing and it's like, oh, you know, just like, oh, I, Pastor Tony, with, with my new car, my this, my that, I just don't have, I don't have place for that in my life. And, and I know it's quiet when we talk about this, but I'll tell you what, you give to what you love. You put your heart into what you love. You, you, you invest in what you care about. It's not work. It's not something that I have to do. I, I told you guys about me dating Jenny. I, I would work like crazy to earn money to get to the point where I could take her out and spend money on her. It wasn't work. Nobody had to guilt trip me into it. Nobody had to stand over there and say, you're going to buy her fries too with that? Nobody, you know, just, I didn't, nobody had to do that. I wanted to love my wife. I wanted to love her. I, 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 it, it was not work for me. It was a pleasure for me. And then we talked about how we love God because he first loved us. And when we look at God's love, when we see where we're at, so what we were building up to, Logan, you ready to do this again? You got to get your illustration face on, okay, buddy? Turn and look at the crowd. Now, see, this is, this is Logan. This is my son. I love this boy. And uh, I can't think, I want to I illustrate this and lay this out to you guys, kind of have an understanding. So that my first point will be my last point of where we left off, and that's our position in Christ. From the very beginning, God established this. You say, why are we here and what are we here for? Boom, this is it. You want to know why you were created? This is it. God wanted fellowship with you. And God gave us this illustration, and I read it straight out of Scripture and over and over again, about him, he, how he called us his dear children, how, how he called us the, the, the children of God, the Son of God, that he is our Heavenly Father. This is the illustration. This isn't an illustration saying, hey, God, you should look at this. This is a good example of your love. God looks down and says, no, it started with this love. I gave you this so you would understand that love. Don't, don't reverse it. This is, this is just a manifestation. This is God's illustration to us saying, hey, listen, when I said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, man, everything that God did, God said, I wanted you to know how much I love you and the sacrifice involved. This is what God wanted. I'm to tell you, when it's like this, me and Logan, we'll stay up till three o'clock in the morning playing, playing games and Xbox and stuff. Nobody, we do that, don't you? And I, I, I beat him a lot, and he doesn't like that. Is dad lying right now? Yeah, okay. <laughs> he beats me 98% of the time. But one day, one day I'm coming back. So here's the thing. This relationship that, is, that I, I want, and Logan, before he was even born, didn't even know how much that I wanted him in my life. He had no idea. Everything that I did of preparing a place and doing all this, whatever, before he even existed, I already loved him. I loved him when he had nothing to offer me. 
I loved him when he was a baby. I, I, I took care of his needs and I kissed his face and I went around and I worshiped. I, I had him on my cell phone and I had pictures up and I had one in my car and I had on my screensaver and my mouse pad is a picture of my kids. And you say, why is that? Because I love them. They, they don't pay me. You could. It's something to think about. They don't pay me to love them. I just do that. Now, now going back to that illustration with God and this, this is what God wanted, but there was, there was a three-letter word that really messed things up. What is that three-letter word? Sin came into the world, and sin separated this relationship. And I'll tell you, God, in his great love, he never stopped loving me. Now, God cannot have a relationship with sin. Do you understand that? God, God cannot have a relationship with sin. Sin had to be dealt with. Sin had to be paid for. Sin had to be covered. From the very beginning, God established this understanding that sin separated us from God. And God, he said, I'm going to show you how much. You say, man, God loves you. you. You have no idea. God so loved us that God said, I'm going to send my son to die on a cross to come to Logan and take his sin from him. And then while he was there, he took that sin and he said, you know what? I'm going to do what you couldn't do for yourself. I'm going to die for your sin. My God came in flesh and died for those who he loved. Why he could not do anything of himself. The Bible says he laid down his life. You know why he laid his down? Because nobody could have ever taken it. It wasn't just a coincidence. Nobody could have ever taken his life. He had to lay it down. He laid down his life. You know what was on his mind the entire time? It was this. You know, you know why he took our sin? Do you know why he was scourged and beat and the crown of thorns and everything? You know why all of that happened? It was because of this. When you, when you look at that cross, you need to look in the mirror and be reminded why he went to the cross. You need to be reminded. So God came and he said, I'll tell you what. I paid, a, I paid the price. I have, I have eliminated the separation. I have done everything that got in the way so that we could be together. And the Bible says, for we, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the wages of sin was death. But the gift of God is eternal life. God promised. He said, you know what now, Logan? There will never be a separation. There will never be one more thing that can step in. And, and, and Satan said, you know what? I tried very hard and God went up and stomped him on the head. I'll prove it. I, I've got the verses to back it up. He had slain the devil. Took away that which separated us. Now last week, I... I gave this illustration. You can say there, Logan. I, I, I illustrated how this, this, is, this is my home, okay? I, I, I have food. I have shelter. I have protection. I, I have everything that he needs. I have a bed. I, I have places for him to rest. I call him into my rest. I call him into my protection. I call him into all these things. You're going to turn around and say, Pastor Tony, that's great. But that boy could never afford any of that. You're right. Even if he got up every day and vacuumed the floor for 50 cents and I gave him this and that and said, Logan, well, if you, you know, all, all the little chores and everything that we could do, he turned around and says, Dad, I'm going to say, son, our rent is, you know, $900. How are you going to pay with your 50 cents, $900? You could never earn it. You could never pay for it. It is too big. It's impossible for you to earn the right to live in my grace. It's not by your works. 
of any of the righteousness which you have done. But according to my mercy that I'm going to do what I'm doing. So Logan, I take you and I place you. You don't get to say yet. I place you <laughs> and smack in the middle of my grace. And I know I said this many, many times, but just so you know, grace is you getting something that you did not deserve. Logan doesn't earn his way. He doesn't fight. He doesn't have to, he, he doesn't have a debt over his head. Can you imagine if that's the way our Christian life was? And some of us almost look at it that way. Say, so, Logan, you get to live here free until you're 18, and then you pay me everything back. You know, I'm, me, me and mom have a little tab, a, a tablet that we're keeping tabs on everything, and then you got to pay me back. No, that's not. You know why? Because if that's it, it wouldn't be love. See, I, I love my son that I give home all these things, and it's by my grace and my love that I place him in, in this position. So I'm going to show you the position. We're just going to tap this on the head because I want to get into the other points. So here we get into this illustration. Number one, we, I, w- I want you to notice our position. Now you're saying, man, I thought you were getting into missions. Man, I, 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 man you, you went on to the love of the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And now you're getting into this and it has no relationship whatsoever. Oh, it has everything to do with it. You see, the Bible says in the second you get your relationship with God right, that, that's primary. He said this is the first and this is the great commandments because i promise you when this is right everything else will fall in place when you're walking with god when you're living in grace when you're doing what god said everything else will fall in place that is why it's so important for you to understand when you're when you push and push and strive for things to get done and you serve and you're giving but yes this isn't right you'll eventually quit because you have no heart no love no relationship to keep it going this is where it starts then jesus said this The second is likened unto the first. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You know why we started in February with the other and then we moved into this? Because I promise you, if we could learn this relationship, the next part about loving others, and that's what missions is all about. I think sometimes I've, even myself, I've complicated missions. If God gives me the liberty to do the ID that I have for March 16th, I'm just praying because I want to present missions different doing it biblically of course but just a different perspective but here's our position who's good isn't it logan shake your head pretend pretend yes i love you daddy this is a problem because here here's what happens in the position that we have in god's grace the bible says let me read this verse but grow in Grace. Grace, to grow in grace, it's it's representing a position that you are are in. So here's what a lot of us do. Man, we're in that grace, and we're soaking it up, and man, this is great. I'm on my way to heaven. God is good. God provides. God said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. Woo! Kick back like you're relaxed. You do that? Woo! Woo! This is great, Daddy. (laughs) You know, it's just... We're soaking it up, and you know what we end up doing? I don't know, I'm not joking. We're in that grace. Just pretend this is a church pew, if you will. All right? We're, we're going we're to sit there. We don't mind. We're going to sing songs like, my dad is an awesome dad. You know, we're, we're going to sing, how great, how great is my dad. And we're going we're gonna to sing those songs. I know I can't sing. I tried. 
And we're, we're going to praise him and we're going we're gonna to talk to dad. This is how we talk to dad. Dad, I really could use. And man, dad, I need, I need, I need, I need. That's what our, we, we end up sitting and soaking up God's grace. No, no, don't get me wrong. It's a wonderful place to be. Don't get me wrong. It is a, an incredible position that you've been placed in. That God saved you, loved you, brought you onto a solid rock, and sat you into a position of His grace. To grow. To grow. This is, this is the part that breaks us up so bad. This is what messes us up. You see, you realize why Dad did all this? And our Christian prayer a lot of time is, Lord, hook me up. Lord, I need this. Lord, I need that. Our position in grace, but growing grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is our position. It's an awesome place, but let me tell you the reason why. So we go from our position to our transformation. You see, something begins to happen. Being in a relationship with God, the, the Bible says that we renew our minds. Man, when I was out here before I was in the grace of God, man, I had it. I, I'll tell you, I'm going I'm to get this and I want that. I want this kind of, I, w- I want to make as much money as I possibly want or can get my hands on. And I want, I want this kind of car. And all those things were successful. Do you know what the Bible says? All those things are going to, what's going to happen to all those things? They're going to pass away. You're not going to take them with you. You're, you're not going to be able to enjoy them for the rest of your life. All those things do not bring satisfaction. Look at, just watch the tabloids of what goes on with all, all these movie stars. They have millions and millions of dollars. Millions and millions of dollars. And yet they're still miserable. You still find them drunk and, and going after this and that. They are still miserable. Because you know what I realize That all this stuff never makes me happy. God saved me. He brought me into this grace. You know what the Bible says? I want you to be like-minded. I want you to realize that that never would you make you happy. That I, I've got a plan. I've got a purpose. Logan, you were created for a purpose. God, God had a plan for us. God has a, a vision for every one of us. Every person here. God created you as a vessel unto honor. Which literally means God wants to pick you up and use you in his hand to do something great. So I don't know what that is. Oh, that's good. Because the Bible says, draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you. The Bible literally says, you know what I'm going to do? I want you to grow in grace. Now listen to this. And in a knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The only way that Logan's really going to know what he has for his life or what I want him to do is a fellowship relationship with his father. You want to know why a lot of people skip this step and they wonder why they're not happy serving God? Well, we can sing in a choir, sing on a stage, play an instrument, run a bus route, teach a Sunday school class, sign up for vacation Bible school, whatever it is. And we sit there like it's miserable because we have this idea that we're trying to earn God's grace or check off a list or whatever. And it never makes us happy. The Bible says that it shouldn't be hard. He said, my commandments are not grievous. It should not be Something that's hard or, or, or a list to accomplish. Here's God's desire. I mean, I'm going to read a verse for you, and I think they'll have it on the screen. Matthew 11:28. 28. See, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Listen to that. 
take my yoke upon me. Literally, you know what the yoke is? It literally means to yoke up like they used to do with cows to plow a field. He said, side by side, let's go forward. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me, Logan, because I'm not going to put more on you. For I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If coming to church is a chore, then you don't know my God. If getting involved is a chore, then you don't know my God. And I'm, I'm not trying to hit you over the head with it, but I'm just telling you the truth because he said, my yoke, my job, my vision, my work, my everything, it's not hard. It's not, it shouldn't be tasking. It, it shouldn't be something that holds us down. It shouldn't be burdensome. God said, I give you all these things that you might be full. I want you to look at a verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. See, I'm, I'm going to teach Logan the meaning of life. I'm going to teach him the ways. I'm going to teach him my promises. I'm going to be with him. I'm going to tell him I'll go with you every step of the way. And you know what God's plan is? Just like me as a father, and I give you this relationship, my plan as a father is to be able to invest in him for him to be all that I dream for him to be. A man of God leading and following after God. Now let me tell you guys something that was brought up, and I want, I want to make something very clear. Logan does not have to earn this grace, but I'm going to tell you right now that Logan does have a chance to mess up the relationship. If any of you ever got into an argument or a fight with your mom and dad, raise your hand. All right, the rest of you are lying, so we'll have an altar call. All of us have problems, and all of us go through. You see, the thing is, sometimes Logan's going to sin, and he's going to fall short in the relationship. That does not mean I go to the door and say, Logan, get out of here. You come back when you straighten up, and then, you know, a year later, he comes in, Dad, I'm saying, all right, you can be my son again. Come in. That's not how my God works. If you don't understand that principle, it does mess up the relationship, but I tell you, it doesn't change my position in Christ. It does affect my relationship, but let me say, it does not change your position in Christ. Let me read this verse, 2 Corinthians 5.14. For the love of Christ constraineth us. That word constrain means to arrest, to keep, to capture. This love that, that he experiences, man, it literally grabs a hold of him. Here's where I'm getting this transformation that I'm talking about. God's love in his life to experience love, joy, peace, and long-suffering for him to enjoy God's grace. It changes us. How many of you would honestly say you're not the same person you were when you first were saved? Raise your hand in a good way, in a good way. Man, God does some weird, amazing things. God begins to work on your mind and how you, how you view life. You know what? I'm not saying this to brag, but, but the biggest for a portion of my finances gets funneled back into God's work. You say you're saying that to break. No, I'm saying that to, to glory to God. I love the work of God. It's, it's not something that I have to do. It's something that I get to do. I work with a big group of people here at the church. It's not often. Richard Hartman is out, out, out of town right now. He's on his one-year anniversary trip in Chicago. In sunshine, Chicago. <laughs> I watched the weather report, and I'm thinking, that ain't no anniversary trip. But uh, just had to laugh. But he's in Chicago today. And here, here Richard, I don't, I don't know how many of you know this about Richard, but Richard was on his way to be a doctor. He, he had been working his way, and trust me, the salary we offered him was not even a fraction of what he was going to get. Not even a fraction. 
he came into my office one day and he was sitting there and he said, he said, I said, Richard, if you could do anything, what would you do? He said, I want to work for God every day for the rest of my life. How does that happen? You see, God does a work in our minds. They're talking the renewing of our minds. It's, it's a love. It's a passion that happens. I can't explain it. I can't, honestly, I'm going to tell you the truth. I can't even teach it to you. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. It's something for you. Once you get a hold of what God's goodness and God's grace is, man, it's addictive. He was getting ready to go on his trip this Tuesday morning. Him, him and Pastor Dave are going down to Hot Springs, Arkansas, to Pastor Eric Capaces to record Teen Revolution movie for this coming year and get all the plans worked together. He drives in, for driving in from Chicago Monday night, leaves Tuesday morning. In order to leave, almost every day this week, he stayed till 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning to get everything done. He's not here so I can say this. He said, why is that? Because I met a man that I work with that loves God with all his heart, soul, and mind. You know what? When that happens, there's a drive and a passion that happens in our lives that, that, that just helps us to say, Lord, I just want to be part of the work. I want to get the job done. Lord, I just want to move forward for you. See, verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Whole things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You, what I'm trying to say is, in this position of grace, God wants you to grow. And that growing is getting rid of the old man and God replaces you with a new man. God transforms us into something he wanted from the very beginning. God transforms us into a vessel that he is going to use to do great things. Let me wrap this up. We go from our position, from our transformation, to our commission. 2 Corinthians 5.15, and, and then he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. You see, God does something. And, and, and the thing is, Logan, the thing is right now, where you're at, God, God says, stand up with me, buddy. Your life no longer is about you. And see, but I, I learned that from my God because he came and became a servant. He laid down his life for me. He washed the disciples' feet. He fed the poor. He was a friend of sinners. He lived his life for others. You turn around and you think that you could ever, ever, ever be happy doing your own thing. God says you will never be happy until you learn to be like me. See, he, Paul right here was saying, and then he died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. But unto him which died from them arose again. Now notice, look at verse 20. Now then, because of everything, Logan, because of what I've done in your life, and you're saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve you, and I'm going to sing, and I'm going to praise you. God said, I created you to do more than just sing. Created you more for bumper stickers and the t-shirts and, and the witness wear. It's more than that. From now on, Logan, listen to this. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. So God to beseech you by us. You see, now we were transformed and in this position to live for our God. Do you know why Mike Myers was down in front of Broad Street Mission passing out those things and serving meals? Because that's what Jesus would do. Do you know why we come in here and we have altar calls and we have vacation Bible school and all that? Because that's what our God would do. I want to represent my God in all that I do. That's what he saved me for. 
So many people sitting in pews and saying, man, I don't get it. I, I, I'm unfulfilled. I'm not happy. I'm not. You can go through the motions. You can do all these things. You will never, ever, ever, ever be happy until you learn to live out your life for others. 2 Corinthians 6.1, Paul's same, same writing, same story. We then, as workers together with him, a relationship. Did you see that? It starts with a relationship. We, workers together with him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. You know what Paul was saying to all these guys that were sitting in a pew? He says, man, go ahead and sit down again, Logan. Paul said, you know what? I don't want to be this guy. I don't want to be that one that just sits there and soaks it up. He said, God placed me in an amazing position. He said, God didn't do all that, that it would just be in vain, that I would just sit there and soak it up. God said that he changed all this. But in all things, proving ourselves as ministers of God, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distress. Why do we have things like missions and all this? Because we have a lot of people that are in afflictions and necessities and distress. And God said, I've got an answer. You see, there's a world out there. They're hurting. They're hurting themselves because they don't know the truth. The Bible says that they walk in darkness. They don't even know what they stumble over. They don't even know why they're unhappy. They're going to run out there and they're going to try drugs and alcohol. They're going to try to fill their bodies with everything. They're going to do whatever because they desperately are no different than us. They want to be happy. They have no idea. God says, I put you in this position because I want you to go to them to be an ambassador of me. I want you to let them know of a great love that not only saved them and pulled them out of the pit, but will do the same for them. Let me tell you, in all that we're doing inside of uh, our Broad Street mission and next week with the Recover Group and next week with World Missions and then we're going to go on to some other things. The whole thing is I just want you to know as a church, you will never, ever be happy. Never, ever fully feel the, the, the embrace of all that God has for us until you learn to give out, not just receive it, but give out what God has done for us. To live out the very purpose of being an ambassador means to go to the needy and go to those that are hurting and shine out to be the light of the world. Now I'm going to start, I want to end with this. Matthew 22, verse 37. And said Jesus in him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Now let me tell you what we do next with that. The Bible says in the second is like it, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There was a man that walked up to Jesus and said, but who is our neighbor? And he followed up with a story about the Good Samaritan. About somebody that was kicked to the side that nobody cared about, nobody even noticed. All the religious and all the good people stepped over him and went on their separate ways because they were too busy. But there was a man that really had no invested interest whatsoever, gave sacrifice of himself, picked him up and carried him to refugee. You say, what do we do? We are to do the very same thing. 